but yeah, that was so random. I was at All Saints waiting for a beer. I could at the little bar that's there, like three guys were sitting there talking about movies. Like I could overhear their conversation, but I wasn't looking at them. And as I'm just sitting there waiting, I hear "fuck you, Brian," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is?" Li-? And then I look over; it's Jeff with a beard. Oh yeah, he's got a big beard now. <laughs> yeah, he's just giving me one of these, like <laughs> freedom and mother effing weep. <laughs> God, so you do get startled by people in public, huh? Yeah. I yeah. came up with Brian in the grocery store. <laughs> people say the most random <laughs> shit to me. Like it's even. <laughs> I'm I'm in the grocery store and I hear from behind me. Oh, big fan of the podcast. And immediately I'm thinking like, who the fuck, how do you recognize me for a, a audio podcast? And then I turn around and it's Ian and I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense now. You're like, do I have a stalker or what? The well, the best part was Ian's like, I tried to get my dad to come over and say that. And like, I wouldn't know who the fuck his dad is. Like, that. I'd be so confused. <laughs> I got to work up to it. <laughs> yeah. just, I, I don't know if I could get my dad to deliver the lie you know, directly. <laughs> Never heard him say the word podcast. Always just say I'm doing a show. I'll be like, I'm a big fan of your. Uh, and then he turns back to you, Ian. What was it? What was that? What was I supposed to say? I'll be wear my podcast shirt like, <laughs> so you can just point down at I'm repping. I'm repping for you. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? You're like, who sold there's the goodwill? Well, yeah, it's like, who? how do you got that shirt? Like, I bought that for the guys. Like, that's definitely what I bought somebody. <laughs> I heard you're the guy that casts all the pods. Like, <laughs> like, is that what the kids are saying nowadays? <laughs> oh, that could be your Renfair thing. <laughs> Brian Libet casting a pod. <laughs> what is, why did you turn it to Borat? Like... <laughs> That's voice... a medieval accent. Yeah, it's Eastern European, brother. Where do you think the medieval happened? Where do you think the medieval happened? Not like the Crusades, or like Eastern Europe, motherfucker. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy into Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode are two people that are continuing. They're completely possible, but for the sake of this episode, I'm calling it impossible. Movie mission, Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? And Ian Leidick. It's time to drop a deuce into 2023. <laughs> As in like Mission Impossible deuce? Oh, yeah, because it's also because, yeah, deuce means two and... Then you drop a two, then it's a three, because it's the next year. Okay, all right. I explained the joke. That's why it's funny. <laughs> Works for me. I'll take it. I, yeah, I couldn't tell if this other intro I had written down if I've already done it. <laughs> Do you just have so a laundry I, list of intros that you may or may not have used? I usually delete them, but <laughs> I was like, I think I feel like I've said this before. Well, we could. you could go back and listen. You remember, I feel like you're the one that listens to all the beginnings of all the episodes, right? Especially the ones you're on. I feel like you should know if yes. you've used it or not. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I have done so many intros, and half of them are actually not pre-written that I don't know. 
I, I don't have a running catalog. So you wrote one down that you may have actually just freeballed it one day when we were recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. I it's like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Fun <laughs> fact, almonds cry when they're milked. <laughs> I don't think I remember that one. He just wasted it. <laughs> I didn't have to explain that one, though. No, that no, that one I got. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> um, so the candy bar, all right, so we are... Joy is an oxymoron, though, huh? Yo. <laughs> you just got it. That's why they call it that. <laughs> I don't even Fucking know pervert running that company. how I can continue after this. Uh, we're back to continue our never seen that series for Mission Impossible. Uh, we have done Mission Impossible 1. We did it about two months ago. We are gearing up to watch Mission Impossible 2 from the year 2000. Uh, year we 2000. promised I was going to do that, but I was like, oh, no, maybe maybe not everybody gets the Conan reference. Um, but good, yeah, good job. Uh, we, we promised it is probably about every two months. That should get us up to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. It is in July of next year, so assuming that date holds and they don't change it, we should be on pace to hit that mark. Yeah, if they don't drop a deuce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're wondering what the next, uh, what the never seen that stuff is all about, so I'm, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but these have always been envisioned as a way to introduce someone to a movie or series that has, that you've sort of been surprised that they haven't seen yet, or that we kind of feel like they should see. So... This in this case, Ian's really on the hot seat. Andy's kind of along for the ride for this one. Uh, but usually, our our format is we start off. We try to record a little bit before watching the movie. We see how much they know going in. Uh, we'll break for the movie, and then we'll come back afterwards and give thoughts after viewing the movie and sort of give our kind of review of it. Uh, so again, all of these movies are brand new to Ian. Andy has seen he thinks up to number four out of six. Yes. Okay. Maybe. So yeah, so yeah, it's still a little fuzzy, but for, so for the sake of covering our bases, we're and make sure he's up to date on all of them, and you know have them a bit more fresh in his mind. I'm the one making him start from the beginning and watching these all the way through. So we didn't want him jumping. I see. So yeah, I didn't want him jumping in at four and sort of kind of remembering one, two, and three. So we're we're starting from the beginning for everybody here. Uh, so getting into some of our our previewing questions for Mission Impossible Two. What do Ian? I'll start with you. What do you know? about Mission Impossible 2? That it came out in the year 2000, <laughs> and uh, that's it. Nice. I, not, not, I, they already did the only thing I know from Mission Impossible. Well, the only Mission Impossible, the only thing I knew was the drop down from the ceiling thing. Okay. And then everything else I know about Mission Impossible is from half watching a trailer in a movie theater. <laughs> Which and would be the new one, probably. The newer ones, and... So my recollection of new mission of Mission Impossible doesn't start again until Simon Pig shows up. Okay, you won't have too I, much longer to wait, actually. Yeah, but for all I know, that I didn't start paying attention to like the fifth movie, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, I, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> so this will be fun. Okay, Was I'm Simon excited. Simon Pig four. Simon Pig shows up in three. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So I probably they probably didn't put him in trailers till four though. Yeah, I don't know if he was in. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if he was in the trailers for three, but after that, probably started showing up in the trailers, yes. Um, Andy, I know you've seen this one, but I guess how much do you sort of remember about Mission Impossible So, <laughs> I remember that Tom Cruise's hair is longer in this movie. <laughs> that's true, yes. yes. That's the one takeaway. <laughs> yeah, and I do believe he drives a motorcycle. 
I'm going to assume that could be another Tom Cruiseism, right? Does he does he drive a motorcycle in this movie? Right, could be something because I honestly don't. I feel like remember the cover of the movie or like one of the things is just like him on a motorcycle with his long flowing hair is just like. Oh, you know what? Yes. Okay. Yes. I I will answer that question already. Yes, there is a big motorcycle sequence. Now that I think about it, yeah. and I can't believe I kind of forgot about it. So yeah, we can we can already check that box for this movie. Sorry, spoiler, Ian. Yeah, motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, predictions going in. Ian, what do you do? You have any predictions whatsoever? Having watched one Mission Impossible movie, what do you maybe predict or think could happen in this sequel? Well, this I think took a lot of brain power, and we'll go to show what kind of thinker I am. I think there's some type of chase scene in it featuring Tom Cruise driving a motorcycle. <laughs> I think I think you might be right. It's you un- might be onto something it's there. It's uncanny. It's fucking uncanny. Yeah, I, I don't know where you're pulling this from. I mean, I <laughs> you really are clairvoyant. Like I, I no one ever has ever told you that before, but I'll be the first. Well, I'll go. I'll go one up. He's not wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're you're so smart. I, I'm, it's, what, what's, it's a pat on the back for you from me. What's, what's well that done. arcade machine that made Tom Hanks bigger? I was going to say the MotoGP, but I, I thought you were talking <laughs> about like, motorcycle arcade games. Zartan? Ian is the new Zartan. Zartan? Zartan? Zartan. Zoltan. Zoltan. <laughs> you can't see it, but we're, we're doing the Zs. <laughs> I only know that because of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, yeah. You never saw what movie was that? Dude, where's my car? Dude, right, that was Dude, car, where's yeah. my car? Yeah, <laughs> never seen it. Oh god, did it's a, good, it's a <laughs> funny did movie. It's it, it, it's it's completely ridiculous, but it's funny. I did a dialogue read for it though in my high school video class, <laughs> without seeing the movie. Yeah, he just handed out random scenes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I never. So I had to like guess what my character was feeling based on <laughs> like five lines. <laughs> I don't even know if I was um, Kutcher, Kutch, Kush, Ashton, yeah, Kutcher, Kutcher, Kuchier, Ashton Kuchier. Sure, yeah, just keep going. You'll you'll get there eventually. Salma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, I know you've seen it, but any any based on I guess what you maybe have forgotten, any predictions for the movie? I feel like Ethan Hunt. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> Is going to go rogue. Oh, that should be another good question for Mission Impossible movies. If 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 Ethan Hunt goes rogue in the movie. Yeah. I feel like he went yeah. rogue in the first one. I feel like he's going to go rogue again in this one. Prediction. Yeah. I gotta, I'm going to have to make this list of like shit that we have to keep coming back to. Um, Predictions based on the first one, maybe. Ian, do you think you will like Mission Impossible 2? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't think my I'll have less enjoyment, but again, based on that first one, don't know if this will ramp up to the levels I expect. It's a still it's a two thousands action movie that's not the Matrix. Yeah. So it's that time period. I feel like it's not going to be as cool as the Matrix, just because nothing was back then. Well, so, let's see if like this my, tips you over one way or the other. Uh, it's directed by John Woo. Okay, so this is gonna be a great movie. <laughs> uh, Andy, even though it's a rewatch, I—I I, when was the last time you think you watched this one? Has it been oh, years? Years. So yeah, based on you know like how much you maybe you even remember of it, 
Do you remember liking it the first time, or do you are you interested in the rewatch? I I remember liking it. Um, I feel like I liked three better, but what I remember of two was it was more action oriented and less like what a twist oriented. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Like the first one has a couple of swings where if you're not familiar with the swings, you're like, whoa, huh. that was cool. Yeah, they take they take the spy thriller part of it pretty seriously in the first one. Yeah, and it's it's a little less spy thriller and more like impossible missiony, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian, this may dock some points for you, but I just remembered the theme song for this movie is by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> so, um, there's this uh, TV show called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where the <laughs> author. Is very inspired by music. Um, like, there's, you know, the characters named after different bands and songs and stuff, like uh, Killer Queen. You know, the Queen song yeah, was yeah. a heavily featured character. They just defeated a villain whose stand, that's their powers, was Limp Biscuit. So, <laughs> very up to date on Limp Biscuit culture. I have yet to see that show. <laughs> and being like, damn, Limp Biscuit. I didn't see that show, but I heard it's like ridiculous in a fun way. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, they really ratchet it up in the third season when the stands come in and all the music. Like, it, it gets, it gets, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> There's Ian's three-word review. Uh, trying to think There's what... a character named Robert E.O. Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Anything else we need to, I'm trying to think what else we need to do. Uh, well, we sort of talked about how it compared to the first one. Do you expect to, Ian, like this one more than the first one? We we can always revisit this whenever we get to the actual reviews to see where you fell, but. All I'm going to say is woo, woo, woo. Uh, Andy, do you think you will enjoy this, uh, the second time around more than the first one? I feel like this one will still hold up. Okay. Um. Uh, so let's get into some of the predictions I think we have that we're we're gonna try to rerun these every time we do one of these movies and see throw out some numbers and some guesses before watching and then see where we fall after and see how many who got maybe close to it. Um, so one of the first predictions I think we started this after when we were reviewing Mission Impossible One. How many mask reveals will happen in Mission Impossible Two? Ian, do you have a guess? Two. Two. I, I'm, I'm hoping zero, but two. Uh, Andy, I'm what are you guessing? Four. Ooh, yeah. okay. Um, I will split the difference, and I will go three. And we'll see where we fall. Um, how many? How many mask reveals before Ian gets pissed at mask reveals? <laughs> One zero <laughs> zero. I'm already pissed that it's going to happen during the cold open. <laughs> Um, I think we established uh, the Tom Cruise running tally, right? So it's starting to stopping. We're counting that as one run, even if he runs through like different scenes. Right. As long as it's a continuous run, that is still one. So how many times will Tom Cruise run in this movie? So I feel like last time was two or three. It was, like it I think it was, it was three. It was a lot less than yes. I expected. So I feel like that trend's continuing. And it's going to be... I'm going to go three, run it back. Okay. Uh, Andy, where do you fall? I feel like because this is less a spy thriller and more an action movie, I'm going to go higher at five. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go higher, too. I'm going to go seven. Oh, oh, oh. oh, man. And part of me feels like that's low, but I... I, <laughs> I <d> How <laughs> long is this movie? <laughs> it's... Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. What happens I, when um, a receiver runs past a, a defensive back? Uh, I don't they know. get is burned it, like you with your seven guess. Fucking <laughs> I don't know. I st like I said, I'm still feeling like I'm high on this, so we'll see. Sounds like you're high. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, I think we sort of established this already. I think just as our we were talking, uh, prediction: Does Ethan go rogue in this movie? I think that does he not go rogue? Surprised. <laughs> like I'm hoping it Rogue Nation or whatever it's called that that's the one where he just doesn't go rogue because everyone else is already so rogue. It's impossible to I go rogue. He double rogues. It's yeah, like a double negative. I think he's gonna follow <laughs> by, by just by following yeah, the, rule follow the rules. He just becomes it's be the most boring fucking movie. He just becomes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a CIA auditor. <laughs> Undercover boss is a rogue guy. Like, <laughs> um, Andy, prediction: Does Ethan go yes, rogue? He's checking that box. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm. I've seen this movie, and I feel like somewhat recently, and I still am trying to remember if he goes rogue or not. But I feel like it's the safer bet just to say yes, and, and just see what you're trying to remember is like: Does he officially say I've gone rogue? <laughs> Because you know he's doing some rogue <laughs> shit. You just don't know if he declares it to other people. So, you know, every Mission Impossible, or at least most of them, I feel like set up with, like, he gets a mission. And then you take the dossier or, or destructible instructions, and he does a mission. So, at that point, is he following the parameters of the mission to do what they tell him to do? Or is he going off the rails because something else happens? Like, that's, I guess, where I'm trying to figure out. Because I feel like they all, or at least most of them, start with, like, a legit mission. And then, like, for some reason, he always ends up, like, this one even, started with a legit mission, or, uh, Mission Impossible 1. Started with a legit mission, and then by the end of it, he's rogue. So, I feel like you get a little bit of both, but, yeah, but somewhere that, in the he second... He was tricked, he was tricked into going rogue, almost. Like, his hand was, was forced. forced to go kind rogue. of. To clear yeah. his own name. Well... It yeah. was go rogue or go to, like, the gulag. Yeah, right. Like, that was where his options. Go rogue or go home. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Mission Impossible 9. Um, any other Tom Cruise staples or Mission Impossible things we should look at? I think those are the only three we sort of talked about beforehand. That, again, we'll keep reoccurring those every time we watch the Mission Impossible movie. Maybe we'll find some other ones to think about, but I, I think that's all I have for this one. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what they do. Okay. Well, maybe after two, you'll start to see a pattern, and we can start referencing some more of that each time we do one of these. I'm going to get real hung up on these masks. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to be happy about it. It's the only thing you're going to be focused on and not going to be able to get away from it. <laughs> I'm, like, this, I'm like, why did they just call this movie The Mask? <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else you guys want to throw out prediction-wise or, or anything before we actually get to this movie? There'll be no turning back I, after this so, point. I think... Sorry, Andy. I, yeah, I need yeah, to go. get this out there. I think we, I think we upgrade, and this time he doesn't just fuck someone's <laughs> hand; he actually fucks. 
Remember that lady that's the 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 the, the evil guy's wife or girlfriend or whatever like shows up and then they like hand. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's that weird hand. When did they fuck someone's hand? And then okay, yeah, yeah. The the caressing and the all the all the yeah the cheek rubbing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I tasted that pie, so I know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and he beats her hand. And I honestly just completely forgot about that until you guys just brought it up just now. How do you forget? Like, that's <laughs> and now most, I'm like, God damn like, it, we spent way too much fucking time on that the last time, and yet it's still here. <laughs> that is the most, like, outrageous director yeah, so awkward in that movie. <laughs> All right, well, like, anything. Everything else in that movie makes some kind of sense, not this hand fucking That actress nonsense. was probably like, if you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, she's like, are we, is this going to be legal? Are they going to rate this X? <laughs> if anyone listening to this is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Go back and watch Mission Impossible 1. You will see what we're talking about. I, um, I have uh, a question for Ian. How much <laughs> of the first movie, the first movie's plot, do you think will affect the second movie? I The only thing I think that would is that uh, Tom Cruise doesn't trust people again. <laughs> Like any of the big events, do you think anything will? Oh, will that's the only one. I think he just won't trust okay. people because he's been burned so, before. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like there's new train laws because people <laughs> were fighting on the train <laughs> while being chased by a helicopter. Maybe, maybe there's maybe they put up nets so helicopters can't go in tunnels. I guess, I, I I guess I'm, I'm just asking you, like, if if you think this is like mission, the Mission Impossible movies are like Ethan Hunt one shots, or you if if like. It's a continuous... Like standalones think, or continuations. I think they're going to start out that way. I think that'll okay. evolve. But I think for at least this one, it'll. it's mostly like, remember this guy? This nutty character? You're like, yeah, <laughs> this time I he's do. he's got longer yeah, hair. Yeah. fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> time has passed. His hair grew. When did, uh, when did that um, sports agent movie, McGuire, come out? Jerry Maguire? I feel... That was like yeah. 97, he was in that, right? 98, so, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is after that. I can't remember if he had long hair. I never saw that either. But I, I know he had short like hair he and Jerry Maguire too. I feel like didn't he didn't he shoot um, the Last Samurai somewhere around this? He had long hair for that too. Possibly. I feel like that was right around the same. Okay. Time. Yeah, I don't have his IMDb up currently, but I feel like they're all pretty close together. Kobe Maguire, that's a cool dude. <laughs> uh, all right, last call. Anything else before we jump into the movie? No? All right. All right. We're taking our impossible mission seriously. Uh, time to get into the, the movie. Uh, if, feel free to pause us now. Uh, go watch the movie for yourself. Uh, if you've done your homework and have already watched the movie, then you're good to go before, you know, as we continue on here. So either way, we will all reconvene after watching the movie and we'll get back with our review and probably uh, pick up a fourth guest too. So we'll see you on the flip side. All right, so we're back after finishing our viewing of Mission Impossible 2. And for this part of the discussion, we've been, again... Joined by our impossible mission force uh, friend, which will make our team a little bit more complete. Mike Bradley joins us for this part of the discussion. Hey, take a look around. <laughs> because sometimes I disappear. I, you know, I still like that song. I like them both. Yeah. That, that's the Metallica song, too. That's, yeah. that's the soundtrack working in. The one that, that killed Napster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so before we dive into this movie, uh, I'm going to throw out the spoiler alert for this one. So if you have not seen Mission Impossible 2, 
from the year 2000 and do not want spoiled. Uh, pause this now, come back after watching the movie. Unless you're into the spoiler kind of thing, uh, in that case, we will take care of you. Either way, last call, uh, spoilers to follow. Wee-oo-wee-oo, spoiler! Wee-oo-wee-oo, spoiler! You know, something like that. All right, so starting just like we did with Mission Impossible 1, I'm going to start with Ian since he's the, the only one that this is completely new for. Uh, what did you think of this movie, and did it live up to or fall short of your expectations? I had no real expectations for this. The first one was kind of cool. Um, so I wasn't like, oh, this will be fucking amazing, because uh, it won't be. <laughs> and then I was told John Woo directed it, so I got a lot more excited than I probably should have, because uh, big Woo Man, Woo Man Tang. <laughs> Not really. I've seen, I've done three of his. But he, so I've seen uh, two movies played one video game of his that he also directed, Stranglehold. Oh, that's right. I forgot about and that video game. This is, out of the two movies, the worst John Woo movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> What were this the other is, movies for reference? Only one. Only one other movie because there's oh, two. Well, what was the Hard other boiled. for reference? Face. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. 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 I even said that while watching this because they do mass stuff. I want to take his face off. Literally. Which now I'm like, how's that not in this movie? <laughs> Whatever. Missed uh, opportunity this, for sure. It was solid. I don't think it was better or worse than the first one. It's just kind of more the same. Okay. Just uh, less hand fucking. Yeah, that's true. There was yeah. yes. Uh Andy on the on the rewatch. What'd you think of this one? I I seem to recall liking this movie more more than I did the second time around. And you haven't seen it probably since the theater? I would guess so. Okay. Or or like on HBO randomly middle of the night or something. Yeah. So uh Mike rewatch, what'd you think? Uh, you know, I remember this being my least favorite of the Mission Impossible movies, um, like of all of them. And actually, on this rewatch, I was, I guess, less inclined to dislike it as much as I used to. Again, I don't think it's great, but it might, you know, like uh, I have not watched it many times. This might have only been number three or four. Yeah, and I remember. Maybe this will hold up to number three. Maybe because I feel like two and three, in my opinion, were the worst. And now I'm like, maybe, maybe you know, we'll have to see next time because it's been a really long time since I saw three. But maybe, maybe there's some combat there. I know we got a legend in three as a cast member. But yeah, it's it, it's it could be there. I don't know. Um, it, like it, it was not as bad as I remember. I guess is the way to say. Yeah, it. I think I. This was one that I, 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 back when I started, like, my, my compulsive, hey, I'm going to save movie tickets when I go see movies, I know I have, like, three or four tickets for Mission Impossible 2. Like, I saw this a shit ton in the theaters when I was younger. This was the epitome of, like, well, I would have been in high school. So this was, like, high school Brian's, like, awesomest movie. Like, let's just, the, the beginning half of it is kind of slow, but then the back half is just, like, full-on action for, like, 45 minutes, and I just thought it was the best thing ever. So I remember really liking it back then. Watching it now, I am it is I think maybe just cuz I know what it compares to, but it is a definite low point for me in this series. And I you know, Mike was mentioning 3. I think 3 gets a bad rap for people, which I'm actually really excited to get through that one with you guys cuz I want to see what people think of 3 now cuz I really like 3, but I think it gets shit on by a lot of people and I don't really know why. So I really want to see what people think about the next one, but 
Uh, well, I think what what I was saying about three, I, I just want to clarify. I don't think it's bad. Yeah, I didn't like. I just you think specifically two and three are the, on this, but are the bottom of the barrel for Mission Impossible. Yeah. You know, I it's it, I just think the rest are better. Yeah, that's all. Uh, Mike, when was the last time you saw Mission Impossible two? Do you remember how many years it's been? No, okay. I, I couldn't. I'd be guessing, and it would just be random guessing. Several. Okay. That's the best I could say. Uh, Andy, on the rewatch. Did you remember most of what happened, or did you did anything surprise you again on the second viewing? Um, I don't know that there were a ton of surprises. Like you saw the twists coming, all the all the all the mask reveals. Yeah, I you you could sort of tell that they were coming. Um, yeah, nothing nothing super surprised me. I would say, but there was a lot that I didn't remember, but nothing was like utterly shocking. You know. Yeah. Uh, Mike, did anything surprise you on this viewing? Anything that you couldn't remember from the last time you watched that was like, oh yeah, okay. No, I can't say anything was like shocking. Um, there was things I noticed this time that I don't think I ever noticed before. Okay. But not like plot points. You know, I mean, just like things like, oh, that ha we'll get into it, I'm sure at some point, but you know, the, like the reveals and the twists or whatever you want to call them. Other than... I guess like there was a moment there at the very beginning where I was like, oh, he's talking to Ethan and calling him, was it Dimitri or? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, that's, that's wrong. Because the first time we see Ethan, he's definitely climbing that weird cliff. Yeah. And then I was like, so this is, and then I was like, so yeah, there's a reveal here. And I couldn't remember how it happened or why, but I knew that something was wrong. There's something about like, and I had this thought while watching it is like, Tom Cruise, like, I'm going to give him credit in this movie because every time he plays Ambrose disguised as Ethan, he has this, like, really shitty look on his face the entire time. Like, and I love that he pulls it off. He just looks like such a different dude with just the facial expressions the whole time. Like, the, the mean, angry, I'm looking at you in disgust type of face the whole time. I, I don't know. I dig it. Well, Sean Ambrose has this this stare. Yeah. This creepy stare. Like, <laughs> it comes up a lot. Like he's looking at a bad cut of beef, you know? <laughs> it's the kind of stare it is. And and Tom Cruise can mirror that stare. <laughs> That's true. Like, yes. It's their blue seal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I get that reference. Zoolander. Okay. Male model. Blue steel. Okay. I thought you said blue seal. And I was like, I don't understand what animal you're talking about. Yeah. I, you know? That's why, I, yeah. That's why I was. Well, that would be Sphiel in Pokemon. That's actually blue, so. Uh, so, like you okay, mentioned. We covered all, we hit Zoomers, Millennials, <laughs> Boomers with that one. Yep. Uh, like uh, Ian brought up, we got a change in director in this one. John Woo steps in to take over for De Palma. So, Ian, what did you think of John Woo's direction? I think you already said, what, worst, mo worst movie you've seen of John Woo? Yeah, out of the two, worst. Um, it did have. Basically, uh, Face Off doesn't have a lot as many wooisms. Like it's not covered in doves. <laughs> There's not a bunch of diving, double shot, double handgun shooting. Oh yeah, video game stranglehold there definitely is, is one. Yeah, but I mean, it's not filled with it. The video game stranglehold is only that. <laughs> yes, like that's the that's the, all that game is is diving while holding up two pistols and doves fucking everywhere. I feel like I remember like sliding Sounds on tabletops like and stuff Payne. too. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they just, it was like, just fucking, it's like, everything does that. <laughs> the, 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 everything, you slide or you jump into it. And, 
this movie had a lot of that. There was a lot, a lot. Of, first, there were just a lot of fucking birds, <laughs> and then unexplained fucking tough out of nowhere, and no one seems to care that these fucking pigeons are in their secret fuckly or whatever <laughs> that is, whatever that's supposed to be for this pharmaceutical company. And then, of course, Tom Cruise has two pistols at some point. He's like. Well, the best way to shoot these is if I dove <laughs> at an angle and shot them at the same time. Yeah. So it hit the wooisms. I I thought other than that, there's a lot of well done scenes, like um, when they are testing out Nyla Hall, um, in the the is that Brazil the Spain? heist in the beginning. Yeah, where they're in the bathroom. Yeah. And you know they got the weird like okay we gotta we gotta like sixty nine each other right now yeah <laughs> all like, the sexual really. tension yeah yeah like in a bathtub but it's not that it's weird because she is like thrusting her crotch into his face but he like <laughs> wasn't into it I guess because he knew Katie Holmes was coming up soon <laughs> and I I thought Wu did a good job of just you know capturing that energy and just overall even like the motorcycle stunt biking was really fun. Even, yeah, the, like, when it was very clear that that was not the same Sean Ambrose on the bike, it was very yeah. clearly a different man. Yeah, I saw that a couple and, times, And too. when there was very clearly wires lower, hovering them back to the ground, like, it, <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, oh, the momentum slowed down there. And I, I think I really appreciated it during that fight scene at the end. Tom Cruise does two actual wrestling moves. <laughs> one is the... I noted one, this. He, he did the Ghetto Blaster, now known as the Enziguri, which is the one where he jumps up and kicks him with his what like his right foot, but he's like parallel. Like that's how the kick ends at the head. He's like parallel with the guy's head, and then he also does a missile drop kick. <laughs> oh, you missed the other two. Which other ones? He also throws in a rock bottom. No, oh, I, I, I saw that, and I'm like, I didn't know if I wanted to, because I felt almost more it like turns a judo him a throw. Bit. But yeah, yeah, it he, was more of a judo. But know. he immediately follows it with a just a pure drop kick. You're, yeah. Like yeah, right after he does kick, that, it's right a, after, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah. it. To me, I was like, he's lining him up for a rock bottom, and then he lifts him up. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> so I was Didn't like, there's two and a half actual wrestling moves in this, <laughs> no. and Wasn't I popped. One? Didn't he do a Hurricanrata? That was in a different part. Oh, it wasn't yeah. in that same fight. He definitely did, though. He did. Oh, where yeah. He, like, landed knees. Yeah, yeah, like knees on the guy's neck and like twisted him down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because that starts off with him, like, doing the, that break and not doing the flippy shit you get nowadays called modern Hurricanrana. Right. that's when you get the guy, you get on top of the guy and your, like, thighs or your ankles. Like, that area you're bet- like, between your thigh and your feet. Yeah. And yeah. the dude's head. And then you flip him. Okay. Over. That's a Hurricanrana. Gotcha. Depending on which way you're facing, is that the reverse way is a poison rana, and there's also a Frankensteiner because Scott Steiner's fucking cool as shit. I want to get that <laughs> well, in this podcast. I, see, see, you know, I think what you <laughs> described is actually a Hudakan rana, and the Hurricane rana is more what he did in this, where he actually twists his whole body and takes him down to the ground. So, like, I, I, I remember the, the this is weird semantics, but I remember the original Hurricane rana was Ultimo Dragon. And what he used to do is put his ankles on the either side of the guy's head and then do like a almost like a diver's twist, whatever they call that, when like a high diver does those spins. And he would do that and the guy would just get thrown and it was really weird. But sorry, I I yield back to Ian. I just wanted to <laughs> So yeah, I I think I think my boy Woo did good. Woo woo woo. Do you do you prefer Woo's direction over De Palma's? 
I don't even remember that guy's name, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy, what'd you think of John Woo directing this one? I thought he had a lot of cool scenes, especially like the action sequences, but um, the boring first half of the movie was just that. It was very boring. Yeah. I mean, John Woo definitely was... has a penchant for action. Like, I think the action sequences are decent, but... Yeah, because I was like, I, I don't remember this movie being so freaking, like... I wouldn't call it torturous, but I was like, man, something better freaking start happening here. What is that like weird sexual car chase that they have? That's like, yeah, I don't, I yeah, don't know. That's like, still weird. A lot of the first half of the movie, I'm like, a lot of this doesn't even really make sense or build any plot for that matter. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't, I don't, <laughs> it was really annoying. All of the slow-mo scenes that were not action scenes. Like Tom Cruise walking past the statue. Which wait, which statue was that? The the fire statue when he first meets um. When he meets like his his handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like in that during that festival. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anthony oh, Hopkins. Thing they were Anthony carrying. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Like, yeah. But yeah, like he just kept slowing all these scenes down that didn't need to be slowed down. And then would like you and Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. That stuff. was all integral <laughs> to meeting the time limit of the movie. Oh, okay. It it built tension because it made it seem like it was taking a lot longer. They weren't really <laughs> tense moments. Like he kept slowing down like the dancers and stuff when he and Tandy Newton first started seeing each other and whatnot. And it just like, Yeah. That didn't make sense. The horse racing. No, but it built attention. They got to finish kept, the dance before people slowing, get drunk. They kept slowing down the horse racing, and I'm like, what? what why? Why? What's what's? what's well, obviously, you were that? supposed to gamble on it with your fellow moviegoers. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I thought a couple of things were a little, little odd. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think of John Woo's direction? Um, pretty standard, John Woo. You know what I mean? Like, they, I know what I'm getting into with a John Woo movie. So it did not. It didn't do anything to change my opinion of John Woo as an okay director. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, like, I there's a lot of things where it's like I just write it off. Like special effects weren't then what they are now, and at, you know, as movies age, a lot of things are much more obvious than they were when we first watched them. So I can let that kind of stuff go. What I can't let go is that he obviously decided how to stylize the entire like final fight and sequence and whatever you want to call that around the Matrix. I'm pretty sure he just saw Neo and was like, oh, I want Tom Cruise, but that. And he just threw that in. Like Tom Cruise like putting on the sunglasses and the leather jacket that's almost a duster, but not quite a dust. Like it's I I feel like it's because he's so short, it's a normal leather jacket, but on him it looks almost (laughs) like a duster. So I but it it felt just very matrixy is what they were going for in Ethan's aesthetic in that final sequence there. And it was like, okay, fine. Like it's very obvious what's going on there. This is like what a year after the matrix yep so yeah it, it's it's very obvious where the influence came from and i said okay fine but also it earlier was he big at the like time possible so oh that's true like, yeah he, he, he dresses like kim possible yeah i think before like... he goes into the bunker he has like the the khaki looking things with like the the black what like almost uh what am i looking turtleneck. for like turtleneck yeah 
Okay, it looks see, I've very never watched like Kim Possible, Possible and I get up. Or I have no even I... go modern, you know, Archer, the Archer book. I don't watch that either, but that's fair. <laughs> um, over. I think the other note, like <laughs> to me, comes right. back to the to the final battle there, and it, like he made a, f- a few things like, oh, that's very convenient, you know, um, when what's his name in the movie, Sean. The bad guy, Ambrose. Yeah, like Doug Ray Scott. Like Sean. Sean Ambrose. Yeah, Ambrose. It was like, oh, that's a convenient rock for his head to fall on. Yeah. All right, fine. And then immediately after, he's there, like, looking over at Naya, and it's like, oh, that's a convenient place for the gun to be. And boy, that's a convenient kick of the gun up. Boy, it's convenient that that gun didn't just get clogged up with sand and actually made okay, to come on. shoot. It's a movie. It was never going to get clogged <laughs> unless they wanted it to. I'll I give know. you the rest, but the gun, come on. The guns don't clog up unless it's for comedic effect. <laughs> okay. I also feel like out of all that... the bullets that Tom Cruise shoots, we only see him reload maybe twice. Are we yeah, really going to get into this before people started, started like, complaining about that a lot. <laughs> You know, you, you got a lot of like gun nerds out there that started complaining about every action movie that didn't show every reload. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, there is certain sequences where it's like, yeah, he just shot 30 bullets out of a gun that should only have nine in the chamber, but, or nine. Well, in I think the it mag, has one in but, the chamber. Yeah, one in the chamber, nine in the mag. I, my mistake. But it's still, it's like, yeah, he just shot way too much. Yeah. Um, but I really don't feel like John Woo has ever been someone to care about that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I get he just that. says yeah. more bullets, more explode. He's like, he's like Michael Bay, but with less budget. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I feel like that's John Woo's career. Is like he's just typically gotten less budget to work with than Michael Bay. And I, I think his movies are better stylized than Michael Bay. I would agree to that too. Plus, I'd he- say more stylized. I, I, I don't know. They're, they're kind of similar in my mind the difference that I've always seen the, think, i've seen like two transformers movies i don't think and so. i think the difference well, with michael bay is his the, the sh- shitty sense of humor that he puts in all of his movies sticks out a lot more than criminals are hot yeah <laughs> that that too yeah <laughs> yeah i'll give you that but that's the only line i remember from that fucking movie <laughs> okay yeah no john was better than michael bay i'll, I'll give you that <laughs> but it's very similar, though. You gotta, you gotta give me that. It is similar in that more bullets and explosions is always pushed in Woo films. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it. it he did all right. I mean, he made use of the same thing several times, and that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Where like it's not even just one thing that he used several times. It like he used like the seeing the person through the crowd, and like, and I think he did both with Ethan and Naya twice like at different times yeah where they see each other across the crowd and people are just crossing in front of them while they're staring at each other and it's like oh it's dreamy that's nice but like come on you did it once and it worked and then you had to go to the well again yeah all right um he did the thing where like ethan stares off into the distance and has memories more than once like ethan flashback memory things where like he seems distracted or weird i don't know like, it was weird to see it more than once. Yeah. So he does it, I think, like, once it's actually not even Ethan. Because I think he does it when Ambrose corners her as Ethan. And they're flashing back to him and the pharmaceutical guy. Um, 
and like Ethan. Well, it's like, not like a flashback. Him. That's like happening concurrently. Right, but they do the same look on what is Ethan's face in that scene, but actually Ethan later, they give it that same look and the same cuts and the same stylization uh, later in the film when they have him like remembering Naya shooting herself up with the Chimera. And it's like the same style of handling it, and it felt exactly the same to me, and it was like, this is weird. Gotcha. I didn't like that, personally. Yeah, I think I mean I think Wu did fine. I, I between the two, like I definitely think the the thriller, <clears throat> like spy th- spy thriller style of De Palma on the first one works better for me than this one. Um, but again, that's just me right now looking at it. Ask me this, you know, twenty years ago, and I would have been like, this movie is the fucking greatest because I, <laughs> when I was younger, watching the first Mission Impossible, I don't know if I got all the twists and turns of what they were trying to do in that movie. As an adult, I appreciate that movie a lot better and all the twists and turns it goes through. This is for the most part, pretty straightforward. All the twists in this movie are just the mask reveals. That's it. Like, there's no, like, really plot twist. It's just you don't know who's who just because of the masks. But, um, let's get to maybe some of our repeatable questions. And I know we we sort of asked this uh, before in the, in the previewing thing, and I asked Mike this before he watched, um, how many get mask gags do we think there will be? So speaking of the masks, uh, Ian said two, Andy said four, I split the difference with three, uh, Mike also said two, I counted five. I also counted five. So we were all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, the first one I forgave because, um, it was, oh, uh, it's Tom Cruise in a mask, but it's, also it's different because they've upgraded their mask technology instead of making real masks now, they just have the actor play the scene. And then when they want to do the mask reveal, they put the other guy in and hand him a fucking blob of rubber <laughs> to make him just, like, move off his face. Yep. And there's no actual mask in the film. I think it works. Like, but, so I, I like it. So I gave the first one. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. It's not really Tom Cruise. I get it. And then it kept happening, and I kept getting pissed because I'm like, this isn't a gag. <laughs> this isn't a bit. This is just dumb. This is I, I, it's not John Woo's fault because apparently this is a staple of the fucking <laughs> franchise. I do want to go on and record that I think this is the movie with the most mask reveals. I I, I don't think we're in a like top it five. And it definitely feels overused in this yeah, movie. Yeah, like you feel it by the end, yes. Yeah, like it's it's no longer like, oh, it's a mask. If they use it once, it's like, when's it going to happen? Yeah. You don't know. Oh, there it was. If it's five times by the end, you're just like... Like, I just assumed once the second mask gag came out, Ian's like, I'm done with this movie. We're we're done. I'm turning it off. For reference, how many were in the first one? Do you have that written down? Or I think it was only, available? like, three? Was two I think it was three. two or three. Yeah, it didn't go over three. Okay. So it was the one in the beginning, the one at the end, and probably one in the middle. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the one in the middle of that movie. But I'm not going to sit here and try to rack my brain of it right now. Yeah, no, that's a, I think you can listen to the last episode and recall like, it. Like, it would have worked if they would have done it for the final fight scene where they were both in masks. <laughs> just like face just, off. Just to say, just make a face off, basically. <laughs> that, I, I, I wanted that! Just make face off again. <laughs> but uh, if Nick Cage would have showed up, also would have taken that. <laughs> uh, face off of... two, faces offer. <laughs> Nick Cage plays all the rules. They're all wearing Nick Cage mask. He doesn't Eddie Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, out of the five mask gags, 
or mask reveals. Which one, I guess, was your... Do you have a favorite? Ian, I'll start with you, because I know you love these masks. (laughs) The only one I didn't hate was the first one. The rest, I was just like, fuck it, I don't care. (laughs) The ones I remember, honestly, was, I guess, when he plays that doctor. Oh, yeah. When the pharmaceutical guy is... Fever dream. Yeah. And... Mm -hmm. I didn't even really like start like you know that's that's not the guy because that guy is dead. I watched him die. Yeah, yep, yep. Right. And then the Tom the when Ambrose is doing the Tom Cruise thing when Nia is trying to escape, it's just very obviously not Tom Cruise because he's doing the exact opposite of what Tom Cruise <laughs> could do. Right. So it's and then the other two I don't even remember because I don't even think they were important. The other one of them was uh, when. Tom Cruise apparently just had a mask laying around of Ambrose's henchman guy, so when he bested him in in a fight, he just dressed up like him, changed clothes, put a mask on him, and oh, yeah. threw him in there. And he had the, he had the Hugh Stamp. Yeah. The Hugh Stamp well, what mask. What was the other one? Both of them. The henchman and him had to both have a mask. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's oh, and the henchman. Yeah, that counts that's as right. five. Yeah. That was a double dosed. Yep. Okay. That one also felt like obvious, I guess. Yeah, because when he Tom when he's Cruz going didn't lose, and he's not moving his lips at all, you're like, you're like, that's not how you break a jaw, buddy. Yeah. That's, not, <laughs> that's not how it works. Like you can still form words. It's just your mouth doesn't work quite as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, he's walking straight towards the thing that Tom Cruise would grab. <laughs> uh, Andy, did you have a favorite mask reveal? Probably the first one, but it, it begs the question of. Like, you sort of want to know more about why the scientist knew Ethan Hunt as Dimitri. Like, I kind of want to know more about that backstory. Get the prequel story. Yeah, that was sort of, like, pretty interesting to me. And they literally didn't do anything with it. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're just like, okay, I I guess I'll just accept this and move (laughs) on. (laughs) Maybe there's, like, a prequel comic or something that we don't know about that's out there floating around. I mean, it's just, he's a spy. He did spy stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the gist, yes. He was, he was, he was spying on the Chimera stuff, probably, would be the assumption. It's like, but he didn't know what he was spying on at the time. He was just like, oh, they're doing some weird shit with, you know, viruses over there. We should figure out what. There's a weird German doctor doing something. <laughs> you know, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have a favorite mask reveal? No, I think they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, there wasn't one. Like like I said, it, for me, rewatching it, that first one, it was immediately obvious as soon as I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And the rest of them, it was like, yeah, the, there was no surprises here. There was like, that's meant to be what this mask thing is for, is to catch you at a point where you're like, oh, shit, it's a mask. Yeah. They didn't do that once. Not once did they manage to pull that. Oh, out. and also, like, if Tom Cruise was in a Tom Cruise mask. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, just like Sting. Like, that would have, like, up that wrestling factor another level, too. Oh, God, yeah. Sting in a Sting mask is my favorite wrestling gag. <laughs> Um, when he pulls it off and just stares at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it stings! Uh, I think, yeah, if I had to pick one, I think the first one probably is the one that would works the best for me, I guess. I don't know. Even just opening the movie, like, for anyone that doesn't has never seen the movie, I feel like that's the one that works the best. All the other ones, I guess, you can sort of kind of see coming. Um, but I like that they upgraded the mass tech that they have the voice changers now. Like, that's a cool bit. So I like I like that they did that. Uh, one of the other questions we asked was, does Ethan go rogue? 
Uh, Ian said yes. Andy said yes. I think I said yes. Uh, Mike said yes. Ruling on the field, I'm going to say no. I don't think Ethan goes rogue in this movie. No, think, he went rogue. I think he stays on mission. He was supposed mission. to recover a sample of Chimera, and he destroyed all he, of them. He did sort of like... He went rogue! Like, okay. He made a, a decision in the field that didn't match what his end goal was, so I feel like we would have to give it to... Yes? It's the lightest of rogues, I think. I might give you it yeah. on that technicality. I mean, he went I against I his orders. That, but <laughs> he did, yeah, you know what? That is... He didn't accomplish his goal. I, I do think this is still the, the only movie that he stays as close to on mission as he possibly can. <laughs> this was very much mission possible. <laughs> you know, yeah, to be really fair. Wasn't like a tough one. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's talking to Anthony Hopkins and they discuss what the impossible mission was and they accomplish it very early in the film. And that was getting Naya to sleep with Sean again. He says, that's the impossible mission. He tells him, like, yeah, that's Mission Impossible, getting a woman to do that. And then she does. And it's like, man, mission accomplished. Does anybody else you got it. just hate that part of the story? Yes. Like, I, yes. I think, like, they, they set it up that they're going to recruit her as a thief and you're going to use her. Like, you're in it with Ethan. You think that that's what they need her for. And then they just fridge her and basically make her the, the guy's boyfriend or girlfriend and yeah, just get in there and get into his pants, and then you can find all the secrets. Like, that's that. Yeah. It, I don't know. It felt like such a waste. It was. I, I was not even remotely emotionally involved, like, interested in. Yeah, you don't cities. give a shit. And they, they did sizzle physically. I thought they sizzled. They had really good back and forth, but yeah. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it would there would have been, like, if they try to play the romantic side of Ethan and Naya so quickly. That they want you invested in that so quickly that when this happens, you actually like, oh no, why? How could you do this? Uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's I nothing. thought it was shitty of Tom Cruise to ask her. Yeah, <laughs> that is very that. true. Yes, I I felt bad in that sense. Like, man, that's a real shitty thing to do. And then I felt, man, she that Ambrose guy's got to be a piece of shit because she goes along with it. <laughs> She's just doing what this guy she fell in love with in five hours wants her to do, which is go back and sleep with her shitty ex boyfriend. It's the power of love, buddy. And I feel like they could have, like, I don't know, like, gave us some kind of, like, scenario where it showed, like, a passage of time or something so that there was time for their relationship to build or something yeah. where it's like, man, they met each other, slept together, and now they are in love. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Like, what what the hell is this? Like... Like, it just felt like he was way too attached to her, way too fast. She's way too attached to him, way too fast. Well, he saved her life earlier. There that's, the, that's the key. Oh, yeah, right out of a car d- dangling off the cliff. suspension yeah. bridge. Yeah, a car chase that she started and nearly got herself killed, and he saved her from it, and suddenly, yeah, that's that's all it takes. Yeah, trauma. That can... Yeah. Yep. They say they can do that, but I don't buy it, because <laughs> they, they, it's it was too... Even that was too fast. It's just... I don't did, know. did you guys get annoyed by, like, them glossing over, like, the setup? When they were trying to set up Ambrose, uh, like, which setup? She part? went to she went to prison, right? Yeah. Oh and yeah. Then, and then all of a sudden she was out of prison. I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? Oh uh, like, yeah, he's like following her gloss... through the system or yeah, something. Yeah. Please do not gloss over the connective details because that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> and can can we just acknowledge that she arrived on his island there or whatever the hell that place is that's his, just barefoot, inexplicably without a reason to be barefoot. 
Oh, I didn't even notice that. No, it's because it's an it island, like, Mike. Who wears shoes on that? <laughs> She's walking across concrete to get over to him when they first meet. She's not walking through sand. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, she doesn't know she that. Barefoot? You get on the boat barefoot. You're not putting the back on. Who gets on a boat barefoot? <laughs> Salt life, baby. <laughs> it's called sandals. R.I.P. Jimmy. They're Buffett. a thing. <laughs> Wait, he died? No, he had to cancel his tour because of medical issues. <laughs> It's All right, basic, so R.I.P. is a little bit... Dead. St- <laughs> okay, that's a little To strong. him, that's dead. He can't drink or eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> that's dead to a Jimmy Buffett head. I guess... Uh, Parrot head, sorry. Parrot head. It, it just, it bugged me. All right? I can tell. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Where'd her shoes go? Why are they gone? She's oh, not, like, shit. carrying them or anything. Like, they're just gone. Do you think maybe Tarantino showed up for a day? You know what? Tarantino filmed that part. He was like, we gotta have bare feet. Because there is actually a part that, that I thought Tarantino at one point too, because there's there's a point when they're having their car chase where it just inexplicably like zooms in on our feet on the pedals. And it's like, oh, it's a Tarantino shot. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it, I don't know. It bugged me. Like why is she bare like it makes no sense. Uh one other thing we're gonna keep an eye out for how many times does Tom Cruise run? In this movie. So Ian said three. Andy said five. I went up with a seven. Mike came in with four. I counted, and you guys can correct my math if I'm wrong. I counted six. That is exactly the number I got. I got to a point in the film. This will show you. Like, I must have missed it on what you're counting run. Because I got to a point in the film near the end where I said, has Ethan run yet? And I actually wrote (laughs) that in my notes. Like, has it happened? Oh, no, he... In the action sequence, he doesn't run for half of the film. Yeah, it's not run. until that last like, okay. forty-five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he'll he'll he runs in the hallway, kicks that guy's ass. Runs the other part of the alley, kicks that guy's ass. So he does. But like, isn't that all stopping. one run? No, yeah, cause he because stops he stops and, and does and something. Yes. Yeah. But okay. there was a point when he's running out out of the compound, and you see him running that way, and you see him another. It's a continued run. Yeah. And I was like, that's one. Well, yeah. I'm not writing another tick, that's <laughs> one. <laughs> so I actually had a question about that one, because when you see him running out of the compound, he is the henchman first, and he takes off the thing, he takes off the mask, and then he's Ethan. That could count as two. I wrote I wrote that down as like, does it count as two? Because it's, but it's one not, actor, but and it's then not another Tom actor. Cruise. It's not Tom Cruise running. So it only counts as half, then. No, it, I'm kidding. Like <laughs> I don't, I, I don't really remember what you guys were talking about at this point. I mean, that counts as a mask reveal and a run. It doesn't count as half a run. <laughs> like, <laughs> but okay, so okay. we're gonna go with six. We're gonna go with six. I think six is the magic number. So no one got that one right. Um, you know what? You know what other thing that we should have? What's that? In all of the other ones, is there a fucking helicopter? Just. Period. If there's a helicopter, <laughs> yeah, because like there's gonna a be helicopter in, in the every first film. one, and there was a helicopter in the second one. Okay, I will. I would say, how about does a helicopter crash? Or what do we want? I go... feel like there's helicopters in every one of them. Right. I feel like it's just like a thing. Like there's there's going to be a helicopter. I feel like that's their their primary planes. mode of transportation for a lot of these missions is helicopter. Well, then he goes rogue in everyone too, so it'll be yes, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> add it. I'll add it in. <laughs> Is there a helicopter? I think there was. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, that 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 that's where uh, what's his name? Um, Luther. Yep, Luther drops in. Is, is sh- shooting the uh, 
grenade launcher to help him in his motorcycle chase. Yeah. Which it's incredibly accurate from distance. That was impressive. Yeah. And he it didn't destroy time. that wooden bridge. That's true. I was he impressed missed, with that. He missed the first time, so it wasn't that accurate. Well, the car was on fire. He still hit it. Barely. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't disable it. He still hit it. Uh, guys were still alive. Andy, I'm going to direct True. this one at you. Can you describe to us what is this villain's plan? Because <laughs> I feel like I got you to laugh the last time we did this, so I'm going to just keep asking you every time. <laughs> dollar, dollar, bill, doll. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making it rain, Chimera. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yep. <laughs> I think it's just to to to, to make money. Yeah, it's a it's a long drawn out plan to get stock and make money and cash in on the chaos. Yeah, the, the stock thing didn't even make sense because that that isn't necessarily a slam dunk. Is you know I don't know. It's it's it felt more like a James Bond villain plan. I think I don't know something about the, like the, the sleazy way to make money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like that they thought outside the box. It's like okay. So you give us the thirty million, and then we use that thirty million to buy stock options, and then we, that way, so we can leverage those options. That way, when the price increases, we will then make a bunch of money. But what they forgot is like to make the money there with the stock options, you actually have to like execute those and sell. <laughs> so you don't own the company now if you have that cash. Like you have to pick one: own the company because you control the most of the stock. Or you have the money because you sold the stock. <laughs> that was like one fatal error with Sean's plan. Only the only the only error. That was the was jump the shark moment for Ian. Stock he was like, "Nope, the villain plan makes no sense anymore. I'm out. I'm out. This movie's done." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I was completely in when one person affected with Chimera. When we don't actually know how it spread to another person <laughs> because Tom Cruise spent a lot of time in a vehicle with her while she's infected with Chimera and he has no side effects of it. <laughs> so I have no idea how Chimera spreads. But yeah, the stock options thing, I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I feel like that was another thing to fill out that time limit that uh, we mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had to explain how about we don't markets. we don't know how Chimera spread right, and she's nope. about to like jump off the cliff and infect the entire water supply. Right, it could yeah, Possibly? it could very definitely <laughs> spread to fish. The fish Bunch get of fish are gonna yeah. get it. Yeah, like, yeah. like People I are was wondering the fish. Does, is she like dying, just like exploding the virus? What's well, that? Like you just like <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the from the still frames you get like after twenty hours or whatever it is, like it just seems like the body starts to degrade. So at that point, even if you're in the ocean. You'd think you just degrade in the ocean, and all the shit just goes and disperses everywhere out there. Well, because like it's, well, yeah. it's it's not airborne apparently, so I guess it's body fluids. Right. Just, you don't. If no one touches her <laughs> when she's bleeding out of her eyes in the middle of the street, <laughs> no one gets infected. I mean, you you make that case, but Ebola was quite a problem at one time. Although it was airborne, so that's different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it looked like and it's Ebola. not just like one lady like... in the street, you know, that it happened to. <laughs> and this was all the all the worst strains of the influenza thing. That's what they made it out to be, right? Which like, I was like, holy shit, it's going around like Which like cross all... breeding like... them and stuff or something. Like I don't, yeah, yeah, but like most influenza strains are airborne, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why True. they're so that airborne yeah. diseases are the ones that are deadly. They needed to watch Outbreak the way they watched The Matrix, <laughs> and maybe they would have. Great movie, by the Connected way. Some dots. Both of I, them. It just would have worked better if it didn't all come down to like one person being infected. Yeah, it's like is the whole linchpin of spreading it. 
Like they just, yeah. Well, put it also, in a water just supply. ignoring what pissed me off. I was like, so you, you got rid of all the samples, but you're telling me there's nothing saved on like a hard disk of how to make it again. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just impossible. Like I also like people how his take plan notes. I also like how his plan was like put her in the middle of like Sydney, Australia. And, like, let her spread the disease so that then they'll have to, like, make all the antidote and whatever. But he has no idea how, where she's going or what she's doing. She's, <laughs> she's not nowhere, ready to jump off yeah. of a cliff. Who's she going to infect? Yeah, no one's keeping her in said town. She's just wandering around aimlessly. And... Yeah, also, around Australia and... is a landlocked penal colony. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Gives a shit. Well, he said at the end, you know, they they would need X, like how many millions of doses to cure everybody and make sure everybody had the vaccine or the cure or whatever on Australia. He didn't it's even still Australia go worldwide. Well, Australians, fuck them, they're a bunch of criminals. <laughs> yeah, but they care enough to buy the cure. Let the ruse even run Tom, it. Even Tom Cruise gave him shit for it. He was like, "You don't even know how like where the disease was or how it was carried. Like, you killed the only person that had the disease. It's the only part of the disease that you got. Yeah. It, it made no sense. They they, they yeah, should have done no. the Joker thing and just, like, took her blood and put it in a water supply and then been like, okay, we gotta cure those people now. But instead, they're like, we're just gonna send her out. Like, well, that's completely unreliable. <laughs> send her out within walking distance to a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I... Um... What'd you guys think of the, Ian, I'll start with you. What'd you think of the cold open stuff? Which would uh, have been the, the plane reveal with the Ambrose being Ethan, and then we get the rock climbing and then the title sequence. Uh, the plane reveal was fine. Like I said, I thought that was the only mask thing that didn't piss me off. And you could tell it was pre 9-11 because of all the shit on the plane people had. <laughs> so that, that was, that was, it stood out to me. I was like, okay, I know this movie came out before 9-11. And um, the cliff was weird just because it felt very clear Tom Cruise was not climbing a cliff, <laughs> like a real cliff. Like, he was clearly, like, somewhere, and then they put him on top of a little plateau eventually. And like, his hands, he just wasn't built for that climbing. It didn't feel right. He was climbing that cliff. Nah, that was a, that was a dummy cliff. <laughs> it wasn't a real cliff. I wonder how many times this is going to happen where we have to tell Ian in these Mission Impossible movies, like, no, that was actually Tom Cruise. No, that was Tom Cruise climbing something. It wasn't a real cliff. <laughs> it was a dummy cliff. I wonder if, like, if assuming that was him, like, I'm I'm pretty sure they, I'm going to believe that they put him on, on that cliff somewhere. What I don't know is if he actually free climbed it or if they had wires to him. I'm assuming there's wires there that they took out. There's wires that they took out. Okay. They, they, I've seen, like, pictures of that from every different Mission Impossible movie where they show, like, this is what it looked like when it wasn't yeah. edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had, like, four different things attached to him and a crane. Like, okay. yeah. Like, he was not going to die, but he was on that cliff. Yeah. But they, they, they edited out all the harnesses, all the cables like he was and the, and the mask the cliff was wearing <laughs> yeah yeah that that was also not included that would have been a good reveal it's sphinx you know no it's luther <laughs> oh right okay uh mike what do you think of the cold open um i i had one note about it and that him getting the destructible message and a pair of oakley's that he tosses and blows up and it leads into a limp biscuit intro is the most year 2000 thing I think I've ever seen. Fucking loved it at the time. Loved it. Yeah. That's not even a top three Limp Bizkit song. <laughs> That's, that is true. I will tell you, yes. But I, I'll be damned if it's not on my Limp Bizkit rotation when I ever go down the Limp Bizkit rabbit hole. 
Uh, Andy, what is your, what do you think of the cold open? I had the same note that Mike did. I, th- I said, cool shades. <laughs> 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 the, um, the, the cliff climbing thing. I don't, I don't know. Just like, he's just randomly doing this on his vacation. That's weird. The, the only reason that they do that is just, I think, just to set up that it wasn't him on the plane, right? Like, right. he was there, so that's why they had to get Ambrose to kickstart the whole thing. Like, that's, that's about I, it. I think that's mostly, if you want me to be honest, it's Tom Cruise's ego. He wanted to be shot doing that. Yeah. That's why so many of these scenes exist in these movies. He wanted to be shot doing it, and he made it happen. Yeah. Which is fine, because it's cool as shit that he actually does a lot of the stuff that is in these movies. That's cool as shit that he... Like, actors don't do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything for them on what's coming in the other movies that he actually does. But most actors don't do that. You know, they're they're just like, ah, we'll just CGI it. It's fine. Yeah. And he's like, no, we got to do it. So I think that's cool, but I also think it's part of his thing. Like, he wants to... He's like some sort of adrenaline ju- adrenaline junkie for sure. Yeah. How yeah. How bad was the CGI on the airplane though? <laughs> oh, that I noted <laughs> the, that the first too. one. Like, I was the first flyover, and I was like, "Whoa, that looks <laughs> yeah. fucking bad." Like, like OG Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. Like, what, what is this? Windows ninety ninety five? Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I noted that same thing. Like, wow. <laughs> but. Uh, Andy, I'll come back to you. Do you have a favorite? I was gonna say action sequence, but I'll just say, is there a favorite sequence in the movie that stood out to you? Um, I think the favorite sequence I have is when Luther is trying to open the ducts, and Tom Cruise jumps, oh, yeah. jumps anyways. He's like, no, no, and he's like, open, open, please open. Oh my god, please. Yeah. Open. <laughs> I don't know. I like that sequence, which sort of spawned the whole like, like you said, forty-five minutes of action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you have a favorite sequence? I mean, probably just that first meeting between Ethan and Naya. Okay. Um, because I think one that little hidden compartment is one of the like coolest little ideas ever. Oh uh, yeah, that was fucking cool. Like having like a chip reader built into a hidden like in between the grout or something. It seemed like that was cool, and then it popped. Like I don't know, that was cool. That's a bitch for mold. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta keep it dry in there, but you know, as long as you keep it dry, that chip reader keeps working, you're good. Otherwise, that would they say five hundred thousand dollar necklace that was in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, you have a favorite sequence? I guess the end fight, mostly because of the enziguri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to think. Like, I don't. I wanted to say action sequence, but like. Some of the action doesn't do it for me in this movie. I don't know. It just it it doesn't live up to. What I think... about just the fucking pigeons? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, they were fine. I guess they were fine. They did their job, right? <laughs> they got a bunch of pigeons that just sit there for <laughs> like ten seconds. I think I think the sequence that stands out to me that I think I was actually directed well. Like you have an understand of what's going on, where everybody is positioned, and it builds the tension for that scene is the horse track sequence when she's trying to steal the memory card from Ambrose to get it to Ethan and then get it back. Like that sequence still works for me. And it's surprising to me that I think a movie that focuses so heavy on the action for the back half, that that's the sequence that stands out to me. Like I'd rather watch that than the action stuff, but I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at on this viewing. I think. Did you like when he yelled out? It's, it's in my right pocket. Cause he like knew she put it in the <laughs> just wrong to pocket. make, yeah. Just to make it a point where you're all aware. He knows that she fucked just up. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Not just like when they slowed it down when she put it in the wrong one because she was panicking and then they like freeze frame on him noticing it. Could like in the moment we had to then yell it out later. <laughs> Could the scene have been a little bit better? Sure. Is it still my favorite one in the, out of the movie? Yes. Like it. I yeah. I get that. It's it, there's yeah there's sequence oh. parts like that that are just as cheesy, but it's oh it's when fine. he was gonna use that cigar when he used that cigar cutter on you. I like that. Actually, <laughs> I had a note about that because I actually laughed out loud when he went <laughs> just like the way the actor did it i actually like laughed out loud and i was like oh shit i don't think i was supposed to laugh there <laughs> how many takes <laughs> yeah that's supposed to be intimidating andy you're not supposed no, to laugh I, didn't, I was not intimidated i thought that was fucking hilarious he was like <laughs> <laughs> i wish the listeners could see the face you're making on your end when that's you the way that. he did it it was so fucking ridiculous <laughs> Um, maybe a little bit of just comparisons between the last two movies that we had. Favorite villain, Jim Phelps or Sean, Sean Ambrose? Michael, we'll start with you. You know, I absolutely hate John Voight, so I'm going to go Sean Ambrose. <laughs> John Voight sucks. So that's personal opinion. That's not, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, Andy, where do you fall? I feel like because I like the twists in the first one better, and I feel like Sean Ambrose was very vanilla, almost like the anti-Ethan as far as like spies go. Ethan tries yeah. to like do everything the right way, and Ambrose is more just like, oh, bang, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> I'd say probably Voight was my favorite. Okay. Ian? Uh, this is really tough, but I think it comes down to 1997's Anaconda. <laughs> Which is a masterful job on John Voight. I gotta give it to him. I I feel like I'm gonna give it to to Voight and Phelps also, but not for the reasons that Ian mentioned. Like <laughs> more more in line with Andy on this one, I think. But yes, well known Brazilian John Voight. <laughs> like that accent, man. <laughs> they let those people do whatever the fuck they wanted in that movie. They really did. Pretty sure Ice Cube even says, yo, today is a good day. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll keep adding to that every time we get a villain in another movie and see where we where we rank everybody by the end. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. <laughs> I'm going to um, next one. I'm going to try favorite. We're going to I'm going to call them IMF handlers. Um, I think we have Kittredge in the first movie. I'm going to I'm going to call Kittredge the handler of that movie. And then Anthony Hopkins in this one, which I don't even know what his name character's name is in this movie. Do they? I, I don't know if they give him a name. Yeah, he's, I don't uh, think so. Is he even credited? I don't, I don't know. I didn't look at the credits to actually be sure. It's like, I don't see him on IMDb. <laughs> no, no, like, he's not listed on IMDb, which is weird. He's, he's, it's meant to be a surprise, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it surprised me, because I thought, like, when I first heard it, I forgot he was in the movie, and I actually thought he was someone else. Oh! It, it, it is an uncredited cameo. Okay. Okay. Feels so like more I, than a cameo. The other guy get because... credits because that's what I'm going with. Yeah, going with the dude who got credits. <laughs> uh, Andy, do you have a favorite between the two? I, I feel I feel like Kit Rich actually had like some sort of character development and stuff purpose, to do. Yeah, and stuff to do. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was just there because he's fucking Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So I would say Kit Rich was probably my favorite. Nothing against Anthony Hopkins. I think he's a great actor, but you didn't need him in this. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just more like I, because I feel like the handlers change a lot of the movies too. Like, there's not a lot of reoccurring characters in some of these, so that's another one we can just keep coming back to after every movie. Uh, Mike, where do you stand, Kittredge or Anthony Hopkins? 
I mean, I got to go Anthony Hopkins on this one just because he's Anthony Hopkins <laughs> and his scene as Anthony Hopkins was, I mean, a thousand times better acted than anything that Kittredge put forward. It, because he's Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> he doesn't even have to, like, he doesn't, like, how much effort does Anthony Hopkins need to be better than almost, like, take just random actor and you're probably coming out with Anthony Hopkins being better. Because he is one of the greats. I mean, sure. So I'm just. I get the reasoning. I, yeah. I I, I get I disagree, the character but... for Kittredge had more to do and had more development. But Anthony Hopkins is Anthony Hopkins, man. It's Odin. I gotta go with but Odin. Why yeah, was I mean, he I guess. There? <laughs> <laughs> like Anthony Hopkins, like yes, he's a good actor. He's fine and stuff. He he doesn't. There's there's nothing here that I felt like okay yeah that needed to be Anthony Hopkins like it's just him reading lines like there's nothing that stood out to me about that Kittredge I feel like just I can't even remember that actor's name but the way that dude reads lines and like the inflections he has when he talks to people I I relish that I love that shit okay so yeah I think I think Kittredge for me um we already answered the question is there a helicopter uh yes for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other repeatable questions I think that we need to get to? I think that's kind of all I have. So if there's, I'll give it a last call we, from everybody if there's anything else we want to do, and then we can do ratings. Can we add an unexpected or a, a question? Uh, we can try. What do you got? Unexpected cameos. Okay. Just I feel who like they Anthony are, Hopkins or... falls into that. Is, well, you, no, is like, this like a like yes or no many? question? Or... I, I think like a how many. Like, is there going to be an unexpected cameo oh, okay. I think is the question. Because there's two in here, actually. There's two. Anthony Hopkins is one. Any of you notice the other one? No. Yeah, not off oh. the top of my head. No. I don't think. Any of you watch Prison Break? Oh, oh yes, no. I did notice that guy. Yeah, the henchman guy that has hair now, and he's not bald. Like, yes, that's what made him hard to notice. Dominic Purcell also was Dracula in Blade Trinity. Um. For any fans of the Arrowverse, he is, uh, I think, Fire, Fire, shit, not Firestorm, for the other Fire guy. Uh, Isn't Firestorm a chick? No, well, I don't know, but Firestorm in the in the show is a is a, another character, but Fire, oh, Firefly. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's Firefly. I can't shit. Now it's been a while since I watched the Arrowverse stuff that I can't think. He's the guy with the flamethrower gun, but now I can't. Heatwave, Heatwave, he's Heatwave. Okay. So yes, he he's in there too. He's almost unrecognizable, but he's there. Get shot in the leg. Yep. I don't actually know if he lives after that. If like, or if that's considered like henchman dead, but definitely get shot in the leg. I look. I looked it up. It says uh, deceased. Okay. Yeah, I think he was the. At some point in that facility, when when Ethan and Ambrose are talking and the guns, the the injection guns on the ground, he's one of the first guys that I think tries to go for it and gets shot on his way to the gun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. They're unexpected, but. There it is. Anything else stand out for you guys about the movie? So last call going around, uh, Andy. Anything I, else you want to touch on? I was pretty shocked that his like crew was only like one Australian dude and Luther again. Did you expect a bigger crew? Kinda, because I mean the first one started out with a, a rather large crew. I mean a lot of them died, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I kind of expected a little bit more of them trying to add characters into it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Ian, anything else you want to touch on? Face <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, good last call, Mike. Anything else from you? Um, 
So I'll see if any of you guys can remember. I do have one note that says that this is the entire note that I wrote down. Ethan and and Colonel Willie Guile Hunt. Um, he he, do, he does that like spinning upside down uh, kick, yeah. like the bicycle, the bicycle kick, kick, whatever you want to. Yeah. yeah, he does that at one point. I was just like, "Yep, he he's Guile from Street Fighter now. That's <laughs> awesome." Uh, Should have cast him instead of Jean Claude. Why not? Why fuck you? <laughs> God, Jean Claude's a national fucking treasure. <laughs> tape, bitch. Um, I, have, I have two other notes on the movie that did not get mentioned at all. What one is that they completely ripped off the opening of Dark Knight Rises? I don't know what's with John Woo <laughs> Wait, have, going what? forward and just just like ripping that off. They're kidnapping a guy or something like that off of a plane and one they're killing a guy and it's fine they, they ripped it off it shit happens um the other one is ethan's hair is just way better in this one he, he's, he's got a way better haircut there's something it, about it sticks with him that's we could we could rate ian's haircuts maybe through the that's another reoccurring thing we could try to do my haircuts yeah. the, or ethan yeah, yeah i did say, say ian. ian yeah <laughs> ethan's ethan's haircuts that's why like, not both? it's not gonna work with the jesus. audience i feel like jesus sorry yeah, we could. We're we, Ethan's, Ethan's haircuts. I'm gonna cut all that out, so we'll never, we'll never know. I fucked that up. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hit the bank lead if you're cutting all this. <laughs> um. Oh, Andy, I know you said you had notes. Did we cover all your notes that you wrote down? I want to make sure they're all covered. Uh, let me see here, I, I'll, I'll read them in order. Uh, I got, I got, <laughs> I got cool shades. A lot of slow mo action sequences, and then I have cheeky bastard, which I think is what she calls him <laughs> in the car. And why is he so intent on working with Tandy Newton? Um, he does not look at the fire while he's walking past the fire statue. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought for a second he was being set up by Anthony Hopkins, but I wrote that down. Um, uh, Tandy Newton and Tom Cruise sizzle physically, but not emotionally. So the plot is, oh, the plot is, dig. The plot is thin, very light on connective details. How'd she get out of prison? Then I wrote cigar, cigar, <laughs> cigar cutter blowout. Ha ha. <laughs> I thought the other part that was really funny was the binocular talking. Really? Ha ha. Because they're staring at each other, talking to each other while looking at each other. Oh, yeah. binocular. I'm like, that was fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> I have spy versus spy when they are actually fighting each other. Um, then I have the helicopter in Mission Impossible 1 and Mission Impossible 2. Then I, I wrote sand gun kick move. Not realistic question mark (laughs) (laughs) and lots of one-liners especially in the beginning and that is the end of my notes okay i'm so proud of you i know yeah yeah i want to find one of those like you ever see on youtube there's like trick shot guys that do weird stuff with guns that you would just never you know like quick draws and weird weird stuff that people can do with stuff no i don't want to challenge I want to challenge somebody to do the kick out of the sand gun catch. Like have a launcher or just try to like kick it and hopefully it goes that no, way. No, like, like not a loaded gun, obviously. Do it with something, you know. But do, I mean but like. Just you, see like, if you can actually kick it up and catch it and then be able to turn and aim and pull a trigger all in one motion. Well, like obviously like the, the effect there, it's, it's like it's some sort of contraption that kicks the gun straight up in the air so you can grab it. Are you talking about rigging something to do that for you or just like, put a gun in the No. Like, Put something in the he sand and see if you can he, kick it. Ethan didn't rig that. The people that made the movie rigged it that way. I want to see if you can do it in real life the way they showed Especially Ethan. To just stick a gun in the sand it. and kick it up Especially in the air. Especially because like, the, the yeah. foot movement he does is very just like 
forward, forward and not short. Up. Yeah, forward and yeah. short. And I'm like, holy hell, that thing went in like like five and a half feet in the air. Oh wait, no, Tom Cruise is shorter than that. It went like three and a half feet in the air. You know. <laughs> With the motion he does in that sequence, it should, he should have kicked the gun towards Luther. Yes. It seems yes. like it should go that or way. Or just dug it further yeah. into the ground. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I want to see somebody try. You know, why not? If, if any of you listen to this, I'll watch that YouTube video. I'll be your view. Mike will I'm be trying. your, your dueler. You have to you have to duel Mike for this. No, 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 no. <laughs> All I keep seeing is how to get kicked out of the gun range. <laughs> I don't want to click those. It doesn't have to be a real gun. It could just be a prop that weighs the same and has the same dimension. Well, I'm not going to type in how to kick up a prop gun not real from the sand into YouTube and hope that works. <laughs> All right, around the horn, rating Real fake 10. prop guns. Out of 10, what are we Wait, rating can, this can one? Can you give us a refresher on what we rated Mission Impossible 1? No, because no, yeah, I didn't look oh, it up. Son of a... yeah, we should know by now. Man. I don't keep fuck the running tallies of these things. I probably should, but I don't. Ian, that's your job. Ian we had, a, had a, a spreadsheet. We had to do four, four fucking movies before I gave it and just did it for Rewind Theater because Brian wasn't going to do it. Well, there's only six of these right now, so we need you to start now, okay? Yeah, Brian. I will make it a point fucking to make show. these. I will have the ratings for us next time for three. I will know what we rated the first two by the time we get to three. Okay, my rating's half point higher than my previous rating. All right, fuck you. Andy, what do you give the movie uh, I, 10? I, I feel like I gave the first one better than this. So I'm going to give this a five. Okay. It's it's just kind of eh for me. That's fair. Uh, Mike, out of 10, what do you think? I think I'm coming in at a 5.5. Okay. I think that's where I like. I think it's not as good as the first one, but not as bad as I remember. I remember this being like a three. Yeah, and watching it again, it's a five and a half. It's you know, it's not great. It's not terrible. Uh, Ian, what do you think out of ten? Uh, six point three. Okay, higher than I think I would have expected. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna come in on the low end. I'm gonna give it a four. I. I wasn't crazy about it this time i think it's i don't know it might it's probably one of those movies that still depends on my mood but i think after this one i think it's probably one of the least favorite times watching it like i don't know it, it didn't do a lot for me this time and i'm surprised i even gave it a four but i remember liking it before like really liking it when i was younger so i think that just has some nostalgic points for me but i, d I do feel like this will be my lowest rated mission possible movie for sure I think seven? that's as close to a. What about what Go seven? Ahead. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, seven's not out yet. Yeah, so I could easily be the lowest. Uh, true. I uh, yeah, we haven't seen seven to to decide. But I mean, who is Michael Bay directing eight? Who knows? <laughs> uh, the answer is no. He's not. I, but you know, we'll see. Avatar. I, I was just. <laughs> I, I, I don't was know just you're just naming say, movies think... at this point. Like, I don't know what's happening. Wait, did Avatar 2 come out yet? No! Christmas. <laughs> oh, they re-released Avatar. Never. That's what. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all see that? What I, what I was going to say is, I feel like that's the closest on any movie that we've had ratings on, as far as, like, the consensus. I think like Turtles. 4, I think 5, 5.5, and 6.3. I feel like that's the tightest grouping we have had on a movie rating. It might be. 
Like we were all on the threes for all the turtles. You are false, so yep. false. What? Get the fuck out of here! I don't know why I keep inviting you back and just have you trash the turtles every fucking time you're on the show. <laughs> um, you know, we we don't trash anime every time you're on the show. <laughs> what? Because you, you don't know? understand it. Enough. That's very true. Yes, you I... <laughs> don't understand the turtles enough to trash them either. I've sat through three of those fuckers. <laughs> I've seen anime. You sat through four of those really turtles good. movies, didn't you, or did you miss one? <laughs> I've seen them all because I thought that was the whole point was to torture me. <laughs> we did we did the animated one. That was number four. Yeah, we've still got two more. So there's yeah, there's definitely just uh, two left. Yeah, the animated one where the one ran off to Brazil to be a freedom fighter. Yep, that's the one. Yep. So you do yeah. remember turtle stuff. I'm proud of you. I yeah, I remembered that we would plot and like nothing else. Oh, and that um hockey guy is a rapist. Whoa, 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 okay, we're not... All right, shut that, it down. It totally happened in the first one, remember? <laughs> that creepy rape vibe he had? We talked about that. We did talk about it, I do remember, yes. But, all right, moving on. No, what you were supposed to do there is say, and that's been Bright Kind of Super Friends. You're supposed to end the show on that line. We are ending, yes, this is it. <laughs> just cut it there and just redo it. Go. Fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's it for Mission Impossible 2. So we when, we when we ever come back to this series, we'll be watching Mission Impossible 3. This was 2006 and features the movie directorial debut from J.J. Abrams. So we will catch that hopefully in about two months. We'll see where we're at. Wait, that was... If we're, if we're keeping to our schedule, about two months. Six years between two and three? Yes. And then I think it's an even longer gap between three and four. Well, it was four because the first one was 1996. And then this one was four years later in 2000. And then six years for that one and then yeah i think ghost protocol is three didn't do very well so it did not make as much money as they wanted so it kind of put mission impossible on hiatus for a while until four that's actually less that was five years that was 2011 really okay yeah i thought it was later than well my bad then all right so this is the biggest gap then between mission impossible movies uh, all right, so we'll see where we go. And like I said, probably about two months we'll come back. And that's it for us. If you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Before, be sure to follow or subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon. Hopefully anywhere you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Search Bry Guy into Super Friends or go to Facebook.com slash Friends. You can give us questions, comments, topic, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, try to email us, braggasuperfriends at gmail.com. It's probably been over a year since I checked it, but, you know, go for it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at BGSuperFriends. That we will respond to. That I will see. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitch, I am at JediBryGuy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. If we ever decide to do any live recordings of the podcast, we will do it there. If you want to randomly see me play games here and there, uh, also do it there as well. And that's it. On behalf of Andy, Ian, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds.